0: Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond, and we all know that the Alec Murdoch trial is going on right now, and there's been some developments, and keeping with what we said, we're going to try to bring some information to you as to the latest as to what has happened, and Crystal, why don't you go ahead and take it over?
1: First of all, you said Murdoch. They say Murdoch. 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 Remember? Alec Murdoch. Alec Alec Murdoch or Alec Murdoch.
0: I'm acting like I'm one of the witnesses. Several people have said Alex Murdoch, yeah. even though that's not Or correct. if you're
1: Nancy Grace, you say Alex Murdoch.
0: Murdoch. She says Murdoch. <laughs> I'm going to be selling t-shirts.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's all over the place. But anyway, last week, remember, we gave a little synopsis, and at that point... I was really trying to look at it as he's innocent until proven guilty because that's what they want you to do. Exactly. And when they were done with everything, I really had not been swayed one way or another. I know it seemed like I had when been. you were
0: watching it, you were like, uh, "They're not. They don't have the prosecution has nothing."
1: Well, at that point, because they're they're very carefully building a case. I mean, they have to go layer by layer by layer, so it's going to go slow. It's slow okay. moving.
0: It makes sense.
1: And like, remember, I told you it was expected to take three weeks.
0: That's what you told me. Well,
1: it's going to go way beyond three weeks because they are nowhere near being ready to wrap it up. Really? Right. So it's going to be probably five, six weeks in.
0: That's uh, a lot of time.
1: It is. So this week, though, the state really ramped up its case and we started seeing piece after piece of circumstantial evidence and it's starting to be more convincing in their favor, but I'm still, you know, trying to see it objectively.
0: Yes, because all they really have that you know of is circumstantial evidence, right?
1: Well, it is all circumstantial, but you can convict on circumstantial evidence.
0: If there's like a huge amount that just makes it, all it like comes it's together. So not feasible that all of this stuff could have just randomly happened. Right. Okay.
1: And like I've been following the case for a long, long time. So, you know, I kind of had a bias towards what I believed about this yes. to begin with. So it's really hard to set that aside. I'm really trying to, because I, you know, you want to give the person the benefit of the doubt. Because if they didn't do it, then you know you want to make sure you don't put an innocent person in prison.
0: So what you're trying to do then is just, all this is impossible. But what you're trying to do is forget everything you knew, right? And I, like I've like, never
1: heard of the man.
0: Pretend like you're a juror mm-hmm. sitting in this courtroom, and all you know is what you're hearing from the testimonies and the prosecution and the defense.
1: Right, and it's very difficult. So the first thing I want to talk about is Murdoch gave some uh, interviews with SLED, which is South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, right after the murders happened. Okay. And he's sitting in a police car, and he's crying, and he's telling them what happened. And the police officer testified that what he heard him say was, it's just so bad, I did him so bad, and this is in reference to Paul. Okay. Saying. So this is what the man testifies that he heard him say, and that's what he believes that he heard. So he believes it as a confession. And we're going to play the tape for you so you can hear it for yourselves.
0: Okay, I'm going to play it right now. Your Honor, we'd like to play it again at one-third speed to slow it down. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Did you hear they then?
1: No, sir, I did not. Okay. I will still testify that my hearing, I hear I.
0: I'm going to say what happened when I heard this. Okay. I didn't know what was going on. Crystal played this audio for me before she told me what it was. I didn't hear what she says that he said. But after she told me, oh, this is what he's saying, I all of a sudden, oh, I hear it now. And I think this is sort of like. And I'm not saying he didn't say that. I mean, it's entirely possible. But also, your brain has a tendency to try to make things make sense. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the ghost voices and stuff that people hear is they'll say, well, the voice is saying this. And then you hear it. You don't hear it till they tell you what you're hearing. So
1: Alec, you know, he's clearly upset here. And he may have been saying that or... He's. They're also saying it could be they did him so bad, but you don't hear they. And they slowed down the tape to one third speed.
0: That's why it sounds so weird when you heard it.
1: Right. So it, so you can hear the distinction between I or they, and it does sound like I. But to me, he was also the context of it was he had found them that way, and that he, you know, he was saying it's bad when he was talking to the 911 operator it's like i've been up to it now and it's bad and he could have been saying you know i it's so bad you know you just jumble your words up and yes, don't was necessarily really in shock. know if it was a confession
0: if he did or did not do this crime i believe that either way he's going to be messed up emotionally and in shock whether or not he was the reason it happened because just think about it if he did do this mm-hmm. The man—it's going to be traumatic. Obviously, either way. has issues mm-hmm. uh, financially, and that's stuff that will come out in later cases. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he's probably a cold-blooded murderer just by nature,
1: right? I think if he did it, if it was did. a whole thing, a lot of stuff building up to it. So yeah, I don't know so much about if that was a confession, but that's been the big thing on Twitter this week. People have been dissecting that. So left if they and right.
0: did that in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And can the lawyer jump up and say objection? This is whatever he ain't saying that. It's clearly this, that, or the other.
1: Well, he can say that, but it's up to the jury to decide what they think he's saying okay. because it has been this admitted. It's
0: been admitted. Yeah, into that evidence. was
1: played for the jury.
0: That's sort of a big deal. Although, I by itself, I mean, that's not something I think.
1: Yeah, but, that alone won't be a, you know enough to convict him, but okay. in totality, you know, with everything else. It All can right. be one more piece. Yeah. Okay. So there were two witnesses that testified this week, saying that they heard Alec Murdoch's voice on the phone while they were speaking with Paul. Okay. So he is. It places him in the kennels with Maggie and Paul,
0: which he when she he claims was not in it. his
1: alibi that he was never there that night. Okay. So that's a big thing. So that's like messing up his alibi. And why did he lie way. about that? Right. And uh, another thing that we didn't know was Maggie Murdaugh may have picked up the gun that was used to kill her. Really? Right. She, you know, I told you that the two guns, the original guns were bought for Buster and Paul as Christmas presents around 2016. And one of them was lost. Okay. And it turns out it's a relative, I think maybe a cousin of Alex that you know he does he makes guns and stuff like puts together you know yes and he actually sold those guns to him and he made another a third gun because to replace the lost one and yep. maggie's the one that went and picked it up and gave it to paul
0: assuming it was the murder weapon
1: assuming this is the murder weapon because it has been confirmed at this point that they do not have either murder weapon okay to present so that was kind of like you weren't positive that they didn't but now we know They don't have them. We don't know where they are. And like I said, Alec says that the last time he saw Maggie and Paul alive were when they ate supper together that night. But, you know, they have the cell phone video, and they've played this for the court now. It's been rumored this whole time that there was a video, but now we've seen it because there was a dog named Cash that Paul was watching for a friend, and it was in the kennels. And he believed something was wrong with his tail, so he went to take a video of the tale to send to his friend. Yeah. So he's communicating that way. And you can hear Maggie and Paul and Alec in the background. And the video never went through to his friend. And This is just minutes before what they believe was the time of death. Okay. So this is placing Alec in the kennels within minutes, within like four or five minutes of the time of death, because both of their cell phones stop at roughly the same time. Within a couple minutes of, like, thirty seconds of each other, and they never activated again.
0: Once again, this is circumstantial evidence, but it is very compelling. It that seems that to me
1: like case. you know you Especially forget what you were a lot about it, right? You forget what you're doing a lot of times, but like something like that, you wouldn't forget that you went down to the kennels because what's happening is Paul's making the video of the dog, but they have another dog in the kennels. It's their dog named Bubba. He's a yellow lab, and he's got something in his mouth. And Maggie screams like, oh, there's, he's got something in his mouth, and it's a bird. And Alex says it's a chicken. So you hear him saying that. Okay. So it's clearly him. There's two different people that identify his voice, and they're familiar with his voice. And, and his voice is pretty distinctive. You've heard it.
0: And to say that, uh, that he jumbled it up and forgot that, this is a relatively pretty intelligent man. Mm-hmm. Obviously looking at what he's able have been able to accomplish in his life. He's a he's a lawyer or was a lawyer, right? So he's been disbarred. He's I would assume so. (laughs) But he knows he was there.
1: Right. Yeah. And the only reason he would lie about that is if you have something to hide. I mean, why wouldn't you say I was out there with him with the dogs and then I left?
0: Or he maybe thought that if if he hadn't done it, that it would implicate him to say, because he's probably thinking, Who were they going to think did this? Yeah,
1: that's true. So that both Maggie and Paul's cell phones, like I said, they ceased all meaningful activity around eight forty nine, and they think they were killed at eight fifty. So, really close to when the video was made, like eight forty four. Yes. So, did he have time to leave? It also came out that when they searched Alex's phone, it had certain like there were two Facetime calls that day, and that was all. And then when they took his Verizon bill and looked at it, there was a number of calls that had been deleted that day, like something like yeah, because seventy they calls. They keep
0: a log of that. Mm-hmm. Even if you delete it off of your phone, your carrier keeps a log of that stuff.
1: Yeah. So they found discrepancies. Why do you? Why would you delete your cell phone calls unless you were trying to hide something?
0: Like whoever deletes yeah. their cell phone I'll calls? I'll
1: eventually go in and delete like my old voicemails from like yeah, but that's not the same as deleting like yeah.
0: your call history. Yeah.
1: Once in a while, I'll go through, if there's like a bunch of telemarketing stuff, I'll delete all that. Now, I can understand
0: why someone would delete their text. Because, for mm-hmm. example, we're about to go video something, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of storage space on my phone. And I looked at my text app, and it's got like five gigs of space taken mm-hmm. up just from the text. So, I could see how somebody would dump that. But your call history?
1: And and, and do it on that particular day.
0: That's just yeah. very.
1: Why that day?
0: Very suspect.
1: Mm-hmm. And also Maggie received a text from a friend that day. She's talking back and forth with her. And she sent a text to the friend saying, Alex wants me to come home from Adisto. Adisto, that's where okay. their beach house was. Yeah. And I also read that she said something like, he's acting fishy. And that hasn't been confirmed yet, what exactly the text say. But they do have text messages. So she's a little suspicious about why he wants her to come home.
0: Is this... Particular amount of evidence. Is this something that's being contested as to whether or not? Not allow yet. It?
1: No, they just haven't gotten to that part. I don't think because okay. there's a lot going on with that because we don't know why she was coming there. Something like they're saying that she, he wanted her to come home so they could go see his dad in the hospital in Savannah because yeah. he was about to die. He died three days later, and neither of them went to see him. So, like, he ended up going to see his mom that night. He says. But he didn't go see his dad. Okay. And uh, another person that testified this week was Chris Wilson. And he is a lifelong friend of Alec. And he says that they you know, were best friends. And they worked a case together. And the payout for Alec was $792,000. And it's supposed to go to Alec's law firm and then be dispersed at some point. But Alec asked him to write the check directly to him, and he thought that was a little odd. And he like said that Alec told him he had cleared it through his firm and it was fine and all this stuff. So he ended up doing this, and he says he was tricked. And I mean, you could tell that he really loved Alec, and then it was really hard for him to reconcile that he would do this to him and all these other things he's done. And he was quoted as saying, I had loved the guy for so long and probably still loved him a little bit, but I was so mad that he feels like he was tricked by him.
0: Because he was. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people were.
0: Can you imagine writing a check for nearly $800,000 mm-hmm. and giving it to a person instead of to the law firm? I mean, the guy had to have known something was fishy about that. Well,
1: he was telling him that he was going to put it into some annuities and things like that, that it you know, it was all above board. I'm sure he... But he should have done his due diligence, too, probably. I imagine And not just trust your friend.
0: Especially with that kind of money. If it was maybe $5,000, maybe not so much, but nearly a million dollars.
1: Uh. Another video they entered into evidence this week is at 7.39 p.m. It shows Alec wearing different clothes than the ones he was wearing when the police got there. He was wearing pants and, I think, a button-up shirt.
0: And why would this be significant?
1: Well, if he was wearing those clothes when he committed the murder, then he changed clothes and when they arrived he was wearing shorts and a white t-shirt that had no blood or anything on him.
0: So it's possible that he was wearing those clothes if he had committed the crime and changed clothes obviously after mm-hmm. the fact.
1: So if he did it, he took those clothes and those guns and disposed of them somewhere, somewhere and They have not been found at this point. If those weapons
0: are found, assuming Mm -hmm. they're findable and not at the bottom of a swamp somewhere in South Carolina, I imagine that could probably drastically change the outcome of this case. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, let's say that the trial ends Mm -hmm. and he's either found guilty or not guilty or whatever. Let's say Mm -hmm. not guilty. And then two years later, somebody's out hunting and they find this gun. Can that come back? And they can't try him they again. They can't retry him if he's on that. Found not guilty. Right. That's yeah, interesting.
1: so. I think that's you know it's way too far gone for that. So I also saw that Maggie when they found her, she had brown hair in her hand, and we don't know if this is dog hair or hair from an unknown suspect because the defense is going with there were two shooters.
0: Okay. And well, could I heard, they not DNA test this hair?
1: Well. I don't know.
0: or I guess it depends on maybe how much hair it is. Can you DNA test hair? You
1: can if it has a root. And I think you can without a root if it's mitochondrial DNA. But, you know, if the person's never committed a crime before, you're not going to find anyone. And I don't know, maybe it was dog hair. I don't know the significance of this yet.
0: That can be a very important thing depending on what it ends up being.
1: And I was listening to someone talk about this today, and they were saying, you know, the two guns, because Paul and... Alec were riding around the property earlier that day, and he said they did a little bit of target shooting here and there. So it seems like they were always carrying guns around with them. So there maybe not those,
0: uncommon in South Carolina,
1: right? Maybe those two guns were with him in the ATV, and then they go to the kennels. So the two guns are already there, ready for on him on the location. On the location, and the theory that the shotgun was close range, so you know with Paul, and then. He picked up the other gun to shoot Maggie because it shoots at further distance. So that's the theory about that. And to make it look like there's more than one shooter. So if that was his plan. And there is an hour gap roughly on Alex's phone activity. So from 8.05 to 9. it's Which not is being used.
0: exactly when this stuff went down, right? Right.
1: That's when he leaves for his mom's house a little after 9. That's when he starts making all these phone calls. Trying to establish an alibi if that's what he's doing.
0: Well, all I know is is if your alibi consists of, I was by myself most of the Asleep, time, no matter who yeah. you are, <laughs> that's not really going to stand up in court because there's nobody to corroborate that.
1: So the defense made a little bit of an error. Maybe they introduced a video and it's a birthday party of Alec and it's trying to show his happy, nice demeanor, his character.
0: He's such a good guy.
1: Yeah, but something about it that Chris Wilson was in the video, okay, and so he started questioning about his character, and then they related it to how he treated Chris Wilson. And this is opening a door for the state to be able to start questioning his character and bringing in character witnesses, which was Uh previously not going to be allowed, I think
0: but something since like they did it mm-hmm. it wouldn't be fair if they didn't allow yeah. both yeah, like, the prosecution yeah you want to talk about his character
1: let's talk about it cuz you and, can't
0: just have one side of the story
1: yeah so a big piece of what the state wants to do is they want to introduce the financial crimes because they want to show the this is their motive that he his whole world was crumbling in around him financially and he had to do something to stop it and I don't know exactly how this stopped it, because it all came out in the end. But this is their theory, that he did this to create a diversion, to draw sympathy.
0: Because yeah. this really is, that really is the motive. Without right. that, then what is the motive?
1: Well, you don't have to have a motive, but a jury really likes a motive. So the state is really working hard to try to get this so uh, this in. And Judge Newman had the jury leave the courtroom for a very extended amount of time and they brought in a bunch of witnesses that are talking about the financial crimes. And you can see the judge is really, really considering this carefully because he wants it to be fair, but he's gotta determine the relevancy of this, you know, as far as Alex's concerned.
0: Yeah. Well, it does provide motive, especially when I heard the lady from his previous law firm saying, or maybe you told me this. That The day this broke to him was the same day that that, he went and committed, if he did it, that uh he would have committed those crimes.
1: Right. The the day she confronted him about finding this check in his office that was not supposed to be cashed by him, that was written out to him.
0: Yes. So it all happened on the same day. Very coincidental.
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. And they did bring the jury back in this afternoon and continue with the main trial because the jury hasn't heard any of this stuff about the financial crimes yet. Yeah. So it's expected that he could rule as early as Monday on whether or not he's going to allow it, but we'll have to see. But they're expecting this trial to be extended. Like I said, there is no way they're even close because they haven't even made a lot of decisions yet on what's going to be allowed. So a quote that Creighton Waters said that I like today, we're going to read.
0: When the hounds are at the door, When Hannibal is at the gates for Alec Murdoch, violence happens. The same thing that happened on the side of the road happened on June 7th.
1: Yeah, so he's talking about, remember, when Alec was shot in the head? And Paul was shot in the head. Yeah, so he's saying that every time something's coming down on him, some amazingly violent tragedy happens. So they're, they're wanting to bring all that in.
0: Another circumstantial thing, but still yeah. seems to relate. Yeah,
1: it's just crazy how that many things could happen unless someone is out to get them. So we're going to have to see. Which is a
0: possibility. It is
1: a possibility, but we got to see if the defense can bring anything of any relevance. If
0: there's anything out there, I guarantee you they're going to do their best to bring it forth to light.
1: Yeah, they're going to have to do something because the state's really gaining ground. So their, their case is really starting to take shape, I think. And I'm really looking forward to this upcoming week. And we're going to see what the judge rules on how much, if any, of the financial crimes are going to be allowed for the jury to see. Because we're hearing it, but they're not hearing any of that. So you got to just think about what what they've got to work with.
0: I have a question. If it was somebody that hated him from maybe that boat incident, Mm -hmm. just for example, Mm -hmm. and and these people that died— it seems like maybe they could have either hired somebody to commit these crimes or someone in the family was so upset that they went and did it themselves. But if that was the case, how would they have had the exact same weapons that he owned? Well, what if they stole them? And that might be why they're missing? I don't. It just seems like and, but my it happened question, at the right place at the right, right time, time with the most— Available weapons, which mm-hmm. just happened to be exactly, if it wasn't his weapons, it's exactly like his mm-hmm. weapons, which I understand that maybe the guns he had were not unusual. It's not like he's got a machine gun. I mean, this is a very common type of firearm I assume a lot of people own, but it just seems very. Well, those
1: AR style weapons were custom.
0: And they could tell this from the casings?
1: Well, I told Yeah, I told you the guy that customized them as a family member.
0: So they had to have gotten a hold of most possibly likely their weapons. Their weapons to commit this crime, and on that day, on that day,
1: the day he started, you know, getting found out,
0: and left no evidence behind.
1: Yeah, and they readily, the people involved in the boat crash and their families readily gave their DNA and were quickly ruled out, as far as I know.
0: It just doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. But I, it's guess. it's really
1: looking more what and else more. Have they got to like he may have done it.
0: Uh, which is, you know, it's really depressing to think somebody could do that. To be that
1: capable. I to mean, be that
0: over money. And I granted, it's not like a little bit of money. This is, you're going to jail for the rest of your life kind of money. Even if you knew that's going to happen. Yeah. How are you going to do this to your child? I know. Like you child? want to take care
1: of your family. Like if you're going to go to jail.
0: My mind just doesn't work like that. I and I can't begin to comprehend it.
1: So another interesting point I heard people talking about was that you don't hear the family. Saying, "Oh, there's still a killer out there. We gotta find them. Who killed Maggie and Paul?" Like, you don't see rewards being offered. You don't see them pressuring the police to find the killer. The police never. I mean, they made an initial sweep of the property, but it wasn't like the citizens of, you know, were in danger.
0: And this family is so loved in that town, right? Mm-hmm. That it seems like they that were. they'd have. Torches and pitchforks out there trying to find who committed this Yeah, like there's a crazy killer
1: on the loose here. And also stay
0: indoors and lock your doors because there's somebody out here who's committed violent crimes. It's obviously not – they're not thinking it's Mm mafia-related or something of that nature. They think it's maybe some single or two-person crew. But it wasn't a robbery going wrong Mm -hmm. because what would they be stealing? Yeah, they didn't
1: steal anything. They didn't
0: go in the house. No. So if they – did this, whoever did it, was there to kill these people, and or at the, least one the of the these people. the defense
1: wants to say that the police had tunnel vision, and that they were only looking at Alec from the beginning, but if you listen to the interviews, they were very cordial with him, they were very trying to be understanding with him, they I don't think they wanted it to be him, it didn't seem that way to me, it didn't seem like they walked in and be like, oh, he did it. And we're gonna nail him
0: for it. It just turns out he's the most likely suspect Mm -hmm. because the husband or the wife, Mm -hmm. whoever clearly they were gonna look at him. But I feel like they
1: tried to rule him out. But and they're saying it doesn't feel
0: like they have a vendetta against him. It didn't.
1: Yeah, it did not. And even the people that have testified against him that knew him, you can tell they're very torn about having to say it because they don't want to believe it. No one wants to believe it. The it's, person that they've known all these years
0: is capable. Is capable of, what they of did. this. Plus yeah. they obviously have known him. They probably met or knew of his wife and oh, yeah, they were, son. So that's traumatic in itself, that they're gone.
1: So. Yeah, Paul's friend that was the one on the phone with his dog, he was he said the Murdochs were like his second family. He loved them and he, you know, could not believe that there was any reason that Alec would do this to his son and his wife he said he had they had a very good relationship but he heard his voice and he had to say it because he did lie
0: about it it's yeah. important and maybe he realizes it's possible he did it yeah sometimes people aren't who you think they are
1: yeah and that's sad it is so let's see what happens next week we'll be in vegas i'm gonna have to keep my court tv app ready
0: well while we're winning all the money <laughs> I'll be videoing the slot machines throwing money out and you'll be telling them to change the sports betting channels yeah. from whatever sports happening on like water polo and put it on court TV. Yeah. And I would honestly not, and this is not even being facetious, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have a betting I line on this. I was just
1: thinking that. I bet they do.
0: And I bet it's probably favoring Guilty at yeah. this point.
1: Yeah. 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 So let us know what y'all think. If y'all been keeping up with it. I think he's guilty, not guilty.
0: What do they need to do to prove it to you either way? Yeah. That would and be Make
1: sure to hear. you are keeping up with our social media. We're going to be in Vegas all week and we're going to have a lot of updates.
0: And a haunted clown motel. Oh,
1: that's going to be amazing.
0: We'll talk about that <laughs> when we survive, hopefully.